When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's the Red Metal Originals podcast. With me, Paul Machen, with this man right here, Chris Bajak. How are you doing? All good, you? All right. Nice to see you. It, yeah. Seen quite a bit of each other, haven't we? Absolutely. Too much, I might say. Definitely. Not in terms of time, just in terms of how much. Let's just move on. Yeah, we block us and Steve Hoare as well. Uh, Aaron's not in today because he's definitely seen too much of Steve. <laughs> how, many, how long were you trapped in a, a, a Danish airport for? Uh, 21, 22 hours, something like that. Not that you were counting. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, we got, I think we got there at 7 pm. Left that, yeah, 4 pm. So get 20, yeah, 20, stuck for 21 hours. 21 hours, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you'll find out why, by the way. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel. We're going, I'm doing an extra special project, so that's going to be boss. And it was hopefully worth the trip, but yeah, uh, it was uh, to be fair, I say 21 hours in the Danish airport, four of those were sat on an airplane that wasn't moving in the Danish airport, <laughs> yeah. So I was out the terminal for a little bit. Um, it just happened that yeah, but that seemed like a heady, a heady wild time. It was the shit. hours that followed. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was fine. It was that time that we got on the airplane and nearly flew. And then yeah, I felt like back. Tom Hanks in the terminal. It was like I lived here. I live here now. <laughs> I'm sure that yeah, I paid tax at one point. Uh, it was crazy, but yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Liverpool beat Newcastle. We're going to talk about. That. We're going to get our agony rants out the way, and then we're going to look ahead to Liverpool versus Real Madrid as well, because we've got a big old European clash to come. Very exciting. Um, not a, not strictly a kickoff question, but one something I want to lead into the Newcastle result with. Have you ever seen a funnier goalkeeper error than Nick Pope basically face planting the ball onto the floor, then scooping it into his hands, and then kicking uh, Kieran Trippier as a result? Yes, but I didn't find it funny. Yeah, Carrius rolling the ball out of Benzema. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm with Sorry, but it's true. Like it's, everyone if you else. Were, if you were the opposition, that is well funnier. If you were just not a fan of Liverpool, that is well funnier well. in the Champions yeah. League final. I, okay, yeah. I don't think what he did, the actions that he undertook, were, were John as Pickford funny isn't as, great. Yeah. I mean, it was Pickford onto the bar for Origi's up That's, there. With, yeah. with, and, with and, I, and, and I think their point is right, is that if you're a rival, blah, blah, blah. But actually, even so, it's not as funny. The action of it, There's you, there are professionals like professional slapstick comedians like Jim Carrey could not perform that Nick Pope red card anymore it's the kick on Trippier that it's that caps it off imagine if he'd injured them yeah like that that's probably what caps it off listen yeah it it is really really funny I love the I love the fact that like there's some of the excuses about it like 
like uh, you know, he banged his head. Maybe he didn't know where he was, and he presumed he was in the goal again. Like he, <laughs> like he, like he knocked himself out and yeah, he got back we, in we, time. We, within a second to, to get the ball. But it was, I, I always think like absolute goalie shock was like the carriest one. There, every goalie has some of them. Like you know, Allison passing the ball to a Wolves player. It's different in a way. I get it, but like they're like brain fart. Nick Pope's. It's, I always think it's funny when it comes on the back of a bad decision and it's someone trying to fix a bad decision. Yeah, that's what that's what Pickford's was on the derby. He should have just tipped it over the bar. And then by not tipping over the bar, and then he didn't do it again. I always like there was someone like chasing the tail. Yeah, that's, yeah. I always think they're really funny. And, and Nick Pope's gone, oh, ball over the top. Oh, it's killing away. Oh, I'm gonna have to edit it. Oh no, I'm on the floor. Oh no, I'm gonna unball it. Oh, I'm kicking me mate. It's the ultimate placing increasingly wild bets, trying to cover your losses <laughs> yeah. kind of situation from Nick Pope. There isn't it because he goes out, he makes the decision very early that he's gonna use his head. Like, I think he's 20 decided minutes, 20 minutes before. Yeah, when he comes out and uses his head the first time. He's decided that's his approach. Yeah. And by God, he's sticking to it, no matter whether the circumstances require it or not. Um, and we've all kind of done that. There are those situations where like a ball gets played across the box and you it should be a tapping, and you've all done that where you miss it because you go with the wrong foot or you you fall over or you do something stupid because your body's just locked into what it's gonna do. But it's, you're right, it's that constant. Like He's made a stupid decision to head it when it's at foot level. Then he's instinctively seen, Mohamed Salah is going past me. I'm on the floor. I can use my hands in this situation. So he's gone and done that. And then, yeah, again, he's followed it up by lashing his foot. And <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, oh, sheer perfection. It's up there, isn't it? I mean, it's the... For me, it's when the ball bounces off the floor and hits him in the face. That's the kind of funny that I'm into. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Anything else is irrelevant after that. The fact that I've watched the ball bounce up from the floor and smash his head back is exactly where I'm at. As a man who spent the pre-match showing me a, a video of a man falling off a chair and guillotining himself. Yeah, like, that's yeah. exactly what I was looking for that day. It yeah, was, I got it. It's, it's funny because, like, it, it just shows you how the human body can react when you panic. Like, the, not one second has he, reali- has he thought... I'm better off letting this fella score yeah. than getting myself sent off and missing the biggest game of my career or one of the biggest games of my career. In the instinct of pure panic, he's gone, nope, I'm bo-. and then he's and then you see straight away he's gone, ah, fuck's sake. It was like when um was it Tony got sent off in that Blackburn game for us and he realised he was going to miss the FA Cup semi-final and he got himself sent off and then the realisation on his face and then we all had to, we all, we all realised Bloody hell, Brad Jones was playing against Everton next week. And then goes, Brad Jones nearly got sent off yeah. in minutes, yeah, minutes <laughs> yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like... And that, that's like the... I don't feel sorry for him because it was his fault. You know, like if it was a dodgy red card that he couldn't appeal, then I felt. It's not, I don't feel sorry for him because, like, he ultimately choose, chose to handball it. But on, like, obviously, my my plans you mentioned before being in the airport, so I landed and turned my phone on, and then I got the WhatsApp groups, and it was the first thing was Ben Kelly writing. Um, does that mean Nick Pope suspended for the final? So I said, "Bloody hell, there goal! He's been sent off." And then I saw the score was two nil, and then Adam was funny. He went, "Oh, Salah must have scored the pen." Because you just think, oh, he's gone round the goal, yeah, and he sends yeah. him off, yeah. Like, and it turns out, oh no, 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 it's much, 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 much more funnier than that. So Aaron gets the clip on his phone and goes, have a little look at that. And I, I was on the plane, just pissing myself laughing because it's the bounce of the ball that whacks him in the face and bounces him up again. That's just really funny. Chloe, what was the? Uh, I mean, obviously, we he was getting sent off, so there's that reaction in the away end. But could you see it from the gods? Yeah, there's there's a video <laughs> on our uh, Twitter, and it's me just screaming, "It's a red!" It's like for like thirty <laughs> seconds until the red guard. Um, it, it, we didn't see him face plant the ball as much 
match that was like more up close with up in the gods, but it was it was quite funny. The thing that I really enjoyed about it was he instantly knew it was a red and started walking off. And then for some reason, three minutes later, their substitute goalie still hadn't warmed up and there was a swarm of Newcastle players around the referee and it's like, it's the most clear red card you're going to get. Um, he's outside the box and he's just clawed the ball out, outside of the box, in his hands, away from Salah, who's running through one-on-one. And I'm not bothered if there's a long staff somewhere over there. He's not reaching most Salah, it's an open goal. Um, but it was the fact that, like, you thought... They'd, they'd got a, a free kick. It was from that Fabinho, absolute stupid foul. And you thought, uh-oh, where's danger? And as soon as Ali got the ball, Salah was off. We were all screaming him to do the ball. The ball's done. And lanky old Pope comes out and does that. He's done... It's so... It's it's, it's really good reading of the game from Pope up until the point where yeah. he absolutely pushes the self-destruct button. Like, Alisson kick, kicks at the length of the pitch. And he's all... He's, yeah, bless him. It's such a good kick, though. The fa- yeah. It's the fade on the kick that does Nick Pope. Because that just goes <laughs> straight, he probably can just nod it out. But you, I, I think the point you made earlier was right in that he's decided very early, my go-to tactic, because he's used to playing for Burnley, never move off your line. Sean Dice wants to go down his line, he's like, ah, don't move, and we'll box it off. He's actually been quite good sweeping for Newcastle this year. Yeah. But he's, obviously- he's, he's, he's basically the second best in the league at it after Alisson, I think. And, I think that's and he's John re- Harrison, that's what yeah. it. And he's really good but he does like using his head a lot. And the, 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 it's like you said before, it's like muscle memory when you keep doing something, keep doing something. Your, your instinct is just to go there and like you say, he just, just falls on the floor. He did. He, he tried to clear one in the first several minutes of the game and it looked nervy the way he did it. I think it was down the right-hand side. Um, and it, it didn't look natural to him when he did it. He looked like he was a bit all over the place. Uh, but to try and predict what he did, it was simply incredible, yeah. It was boss. That was a highlight of my year, watching that happen, to be perfectly honest. I actually quite like Nick Pope as well, but still, it's really, really He's fine. a really good goalkeeper yeah, as well. He's yeah. fine. Um, but obviously, you know, he just wants to carry us another guy with destroying everyone I, else's chances. I am here all day, and, and doubtless this will... Uh, will I, I'll almost dedicate this entire podcast next week to Loris Carrius if he has, if he has like, a heroic <laughs> turnaround. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it, to be perfectly honest no, with you. Uh, no, but... Might not, even, might not even play. He might play the other fella. Well, no, play some the kid. <laughs> no, Gillespie's like four. He's, he's old, he really, but he's just never played for footy before. Like he's, he's just like, <laughs> he, he is the he is the genuine third, fourth choice goal. In this case, it's better the devil you don't know. Is that what we're saying? I can't even begin to imagine what would go through Loris Carius's mind in that because it was bad enough when he turned up at Tranmere in pre-season. Oh my god, yeah. he was fucking up before the pre-season game even started. Yeah. It was bad. It's the warm up. Oh, yeah, that, that, that Tammy lad who was poor to Liverpool just shouting them in his face, telling how shitty he was. Like, you got to go. I'm, I'm all for the, the Loris Carrier's redemption at somebody else and at Man United's expense, but uh, I'm not holding my breath for no. the Loris Carrier's redemption at somebody else. I mean, Marcus Rashford's eyes like this one. <laughs> Get in. But hey, yo. A knuckleball from 30 yards as well oh, from God. Rashford. Punch it in your own net, lad. Come on, do it again. <laughs> he owes me about five grand that man honestly I swear to god like Kiev was like the best trip of my life and then Karius did that and I was like come on <laughs> seriously <laughs> he's ain't the best come on Loris like to, to I don't care what you say yeah Nick Pipes was hysterical but to just not realise that someone in white when you're playing in red is literally in front of you and rolling the ball at his leg and it going <coughs> in 
that's outrageous. That is the most stupid thing I've ever seen. Um, but he's, he's got a husky, so it makes up for it, doesn't he? He's got a nice dog, at least. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, he's very Instagrammable. He's, a very say, he's, got, he's got a match man. next week that's going to interrupt his Instagram making ability. It's mad that though, isn't it? Because I don't know how he psychologically gets himself back on side for that. Because he's, he's got a pretty good life. Well, he has played footy after leaving us. He was, he was yeah, turkey he was for a bit. Fucking rubbish. He was awful. Yeah, yeah, because he's crap. He's a fair choice goalie. Of course, he's going to be crap. They're not. Good. But I mean, but the thing is, he was never. I know we 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 were not doing this against him, but we had we had like three years of doing this while he was Liverpool's goalie. He was never. He, he was. He was fine. He was an absolutely fine level goalie, but he will. I don't know that he'll ever be that again. So he's got this nice little life where he's he's, he's living in England. He's getting paid a decent wage. He's got Newcastle. a lovely girlfriend. He's got a lovely girlfriend. Apparently, he's got a lovely dog husky. Well, you know, and and he's again. He's got his Instagram life. I think he's still doing the Twitch streams and stuff. Sound. Does he, he does do not need. I think so. He certainly was. What? He he doesn't need this having to play footy game shit, let alone having to be the goalie for Newcastle's chat first chance at winning a silverware in 50 years or whatever. But, like... He'll be bricking it, won't he? Yeah, yeah. He'll absolutely. be absolutely bricking it. He'll be ho- I reckon he'll be hoping that he doesn't get the nod. I wonder... Him on the bench. Was he... Do you reckon he was watching that at home? And then, do you reckon he had a moment of realisation of, oh, shit. Probably <laughs> found out in his WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking starting. No! Oh, next Pope. No, oh, it's fine. The Brav can all play. Oh, shit. He played right. literally for Man United. Oh, fuck yeah. We had a um, super chat in. Well, we've been chatting about this from Liam Bento, who said, uh, any empathy for Martinez for his goalie's nightmare of a fourth? He can see it against Arsenal. None from me, because he's such a weirdo. Um, he's yeah. going to be coming on the next show, I think. We're yeah. going to... So, oh, we're doing, we'll be doing the Bias Footy podcast after this uh, on Redman Plus. We will be discussing it, but um, no. Zero empathy for, for, <laughs> for Hermie Martinez. He might absolute, be in the nominations. Absolute weapon. Uh, if you want to go and check out the Bias Football Podcast as well, you can do if you sign up on Redman Plus and use the code Biased. Um, is that f- what, is that free? Two quid, I think. Code Biased, anyway, on there. Uh, I'll tell you more about that later on. Anyway, uh, let's carry on talking about the game. Um, I, I know, Chloe, we went brilliant from start to finish, and I, I was still a little, like... A bit underwhelmed. We really could have done with one more goal, I think, to make yeah. everyone just feel better about the whole enterprise. It was just random conversations I was having with my dad before dinner yesterday. He was like, I was like, I'd have liked to see us go more. And he went, with Real Madrid on Tuesday. And I went, oh, yeah. I know, I know, I know obviously, but that's, that's a, I think that's an important notion there is that Liverpool didn't go breakneck speed really during that game. Yeah, we could do with being a little bit tighter. Yeah, we could have been a bit more clinical at the other end. But in the reality of it, if we if we've got some good legs in the tank and we can do the business against Real, then what a wonderful way to manage eight or nine days of footy for Liverpool. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, the the thing is, is the most important thing was the win. Why? Because the win breeds confidence, and confidence breeds a run that you can put together and belief. And these these players in the last several weeks have looked like you know they're stuck in their own heads instead of being confident and going with um, whatever comes to mind. You know, you make the split decisions in football when you need to push forward and, and meet the defender, or you need to make that tackle when you're constantly thinking about the the consequences of if you do something wrong. Which 
which our whole team decided that they was going to do and feel a bit sorry for themselves. You see how much of a fall off it is and that, that split second where you've not made the decision, you've either made a rash challenge or they're in. Um, so winning football games breeds confidence. Confidence makes belief and it just makes it so much easier to play a football game. You trust each other. You make that decision the split second earlier. Um, and look, I don't care what you say, if you listen to Virgil van Dijk's post-match interview all he kept saying was we're the only team that's beat these wow I'm really really proud of that like we've beat them twice this season and we're the only team to beat them at all in the Premier League so that don't don't ever underestimate a 2-0 win against I I think that's coming on on your points because I was saying this on the night and on the instant match reaction and stuff is that you know look what Newcastle have done when they're focusing on a game that's you know in the future it's so easy to do that the fact is, they had one shot on target in the second half. That's what it kind of comes down to for me. I think we really managed that game well. And I know there's loads of people there with different opinions. And you're not going to convince me and I'm probably not going to convince you. But in my head, that game was over on 22 minutes. And it never looked like reigniting. It never looked like we were in a in a dangerous position. We got minutes into the legs of Harvey Elliott. We got minutes into the legs of Firmino. We got minutes into the legs of uh, Diogo Jota. We were able to take off, was it Henderson and Bajetic as well? So that's important for me. So being able to manage that game, yeah, we didn't go for it. Sounds there's no there's no problem with that. We're not trying to run up the score here. Yeah. We're trying to win games of footy and we're trying to win the game of footy that we're playing and put ourselves in the best position possible for the game the next game upcoming. I disagree though, because I don't think we did manage especially after the red card at the end of the first half. I don't think we managed well at all. Um, and I did the final word earlier with, with, with Sam and, and Andy, but I, my, my, the point I made was like if that red card happens at nil nil, he one hundred percent takes a forward off, Eddie Howe. He takes Almiron or say Maximum or Isaac off. But because it's two, then he goes, well, fuck it, I, I, I'm out, I'll take him a field off and leave two up front. And I don't think Liverpool quite got to grips with the St. Maximum part of it. And he's the perfect player to have when you've got 10. Because you just give him the ball and tell him to run and get free kicks uh, or corners or win what he can. And I think Liverpool kind of allowed that to happen a bit too. Like, they had the bar off a corner. You know what twice, I mean? like, they had the bar twice. They, they, they could easily have scored both of those. Our set piece defending wasn't well, and I think we give too many of them. The only way they, I felt they were going to score was off a set piece, and we give them three, four, five opportunities. But the good that. thing we did, though, Steve, right, is that look, Newcastle are sound. They've got the set piece thing going for them, and it's all one. We need to improve our set piece defending. Yeah. And one of the points I made post match was that I think we've lo- that's one of the intangibles we've lost this season with Chen of the side of that. That's that's the the finishing touch to a great team. You get all your stylistic stuff in place. You get your defensive stuff. You get your counter attacking stuff. You get your possession stuff, and then you work on set pieces on top, and then you're a complete side. And we've we've <coughs> lost that. Um, but they've got a brilliant free kick taker or set piece taker in Kieran Trippier, so they're always going to be a threat. And our mission really was just to be is to be as tight as possible because Eddie L gives it up. You know, we make the changes and we make ourselves more dangerous. And they go, he goes, I've got a league cup final to to, to play here. So all we needed, to, I think, if we'd gone, if we'd gone hell for leather, I think it's, I think. We just we probably batter them, but I don't I don't think at any point Liverpool decided there was a need to go hell further. What we need to decide to, and this is an imperfect approach because we're still not totally stable at the back. Um, but I thought it was encouraging that I thought generally speaking, I just thought the whole style felt better. And I don't th- I, we we do this. I'm worried we do this a lot. And I understand why we do it at the moment. Is that to Chloe's point about Virgil? We've just beaten Newcastle there. It's the first time they've lost at St. Jesus Park since we beat them last year. People don't really do that against them. If we'd have been beating them in really good form, I don't think we'd bat an eyelid at the fact that the goalie has to make saves because every goalie has to make saves. 
but because we're still a bit edgy from having been shit, I think we're hyper-analyzing the things that Newcastle did and probably understating all the good stuff that I just we don't did. think we're great at playing against 10 men full stop. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think we ever have been under Jürgen Klopp, to be honest with you. Uh, Sam brought up the X on the show. Thiago, when he comes to make his debut against Chelsea, yeah. it's probably the last time we've played really, really well. The steep long time before, and I should have checked, I like, I don't think we've scored a goal playing against 10 men under the club. So, uh, the, I actually, I th- your, your point on how is right. I think between the red card and like an hour he thought we'll give it a go and if we're not in it we'll throw the towel in kind of thing and that's exactly what he did and I think from that point onwards actually when he I think it was relatively straightforward but I don't think Liverpool reacted well from the red card to the half-time whistle yeah. but they earned the right to get away with that because this is the point it wasn't nil-nil when the red card happened and you scored two goals we ripped apart twice maybe a couple of times the best defence in the league and they're the best defence by a considerable amount they never mind conceding goals they don't concede like Shots, XG, good XG shots. They just don't. They they are excellent. They are so well drilled, and Liverpool made the show of them twice. Um, with with uh, through what through our tactics, and I love the fact that they are goal. They are like goals that have been worked on. You can, I think they are both training ground goals yeah, because yeah. you talk about Key and Trippier before when when Trent picks that ball up, he's isolated. He's got Robbo out wide and Nunes to his left as he's looking, and he doesn't know what to do. And he takes the step towards Robertson. And that just leaves Darwin. That's something I think Liverpool have definitely worked on. The second goal is obviously something they've worked on. You know, Salah could drift in with an ex- exquisite pass. That's where the that's where the confidence should come from from a Liverpool point of view. And I think we should celebrate that as well. What happened afterwards happened. I get it, but they are two great goals against again and against the team. We don't concede goals. Don't concede shots against Nick Pope. We've both said we've all said it's an excellent goalie. He got nowhere near the first one, and on the second one, uh, Gakpo's first touch takes him out the game. So. That's the encouraging thing to me is that we scored what you'd say. I'd say in the last couple of games now we've scored four Liverpool goals. We've seen the counter attack from the corner. We love doing that. We saw the second goal, Trent's cross back post. Someone's happening. We love doing that. These two as well. It would have been a fifth Liverpool goal. The Allison kick to Salah if not for Nick Pope. Yeah. So we start. We are starting to see signs of Liverpool becoming Liverpool again, which is really encouraging. It feels like we've um, again. It's it's just recognisable things about Liverpool, yeah. isn't it, Chloe? It's that. And even recognisable, even the difference, but it shows signs of things are being worked on. We, I think, we abandoned like bringing Trent more inside. We clearly started the seasons that was a huge way we were going to play, and we saw a little variation on it. You know, in the build up to Darwin Nunez's goal, yeah. where he just he hangs back a second, he just sees this big space open in front of him, and he just strolls into it, receives the ball, and then he's got the freedom to pick whatever kind of pass he wants to do. And I think later on in the second half, we saw a similar but alt- alt- different approach with Andy Robertson. He, he ends Don't up in the centre-forward position because he makes that run inside, whereas Rob was so good at just tearing down the outside over and over and over <laughs> again. He totally shakes things up by cutting it. In fact, Trent made that run as well, one when, he, when it doesn't quite work out for us, but... That was, it just, that's what's been nice about these last two games. It's felt like it's actually been under Liverpool's control rather than we're, we're just throwing a load of stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. It felt like this is a Liverpool team that had a grip on what was going to go ahead of them. Yeah, the the triangles that we were we were creating against Newcastle, you could tell that we'd worked on it. And it, it's quite surprising how what one win against your rivals can do because that team I've not seen anything quite like that since Bournemouth and Bournemouth was a one-off um, because we beat them 9-0 and they were absolutely crap and Scott Parker left after that um, but that that was the Liverpool I remember and you do see glimpses of it it's mad to think it. that Jumpo Cardi thing, thing was this yeah. season yeah oh. 
rash than piece of that cardigan. Um, <laughs> he's doing, he's doing shite and bruises. <laughs> but look, we were vulnerable at times, and that's fair to say. And I think we kind of are going to be that because that's what we've been like in the past several. So there's still going to be areas that we need to improve on. But it was a much more round performances. We we were clinical. We looked sharper. Um, Trent for, for Darwin's goal, the natural you know player of a right back should be to go down the line, to, to carry on the run, to make the pitch bigger. What he does, he just realises that the space is actually inside. So I'm just going to wander there. Um, and we... we Obviously, we talked about it um, a couple of times. Is when you trust people too much, we've probably trusted each other a little bit too much, in but in a bad sense where you think, oh, I won't have to come all the way back because he'll make the yeah. tackle and he'll win it. Where today, it, well, today, Jesus, yeah. uh, in against Newcastle, we trusted each other, but in the right areas and in the right, and and we looked so much more confident. We were that much sharper, um, and it was an unbelievable away day. The atmosphere in the away end was absolutely incredible. Um, and look, you don't want those chances to fall to Vinicius Jr. or Kareem Benzema because they'll put them away. I think Ali made two or three incredible saves, but that's why you go out and spend seventy-five plus million on the world's greatest. For me, I love the mo- sorry, I love the movement on um, the front three. I love yeah. the I love the interchanging that we're seeing between Gakpo and, and Nunes at the moment. I love the addition of Salah coming in and being that sort of creator and taking that sort of half space stuff. And that's the thing where you realise that actually they've played a few games together now. And it was something, you know, Thierry Henry was talking about it with Haaland, wasn't he, in the Champions League coverage over the over last week about how strikers have to make decisions for the players that they're with. Well, now you can see that Gakpo and Nunes, I think, are making more right decisions for the team that they're playing with and stuff. So I think that's all really good at the moment. The triangles, as Chloe mentioned, I think quite rightly, is we, we understand what, who, who, who our players are, what they like, and we're trying to do stuff that works for them at the moment. So that's massive. That's really important. I also think... I don't, think, boss. I, yeah. I don't think this is Liverpool's best eleven <coughs> because it shouldn't be, but it's, it's the best. Really it's the best balanced eleven we've had all season. You, it makes sense more um, because the fullbacks are allowed to go because they've got a little bit more trust. The fact that the midfield three is very defensive minded, you're probably not going to get a lot of goals from it. Although Stefan by Chetich's half term might prove, prove that wrong, but in general, it looks the balance of the side just looks better. This isn't like a criticism of Elliot or Thiago. I think they're going to look better. In a better team, yeah, we're not that good. We're not. We haven't been that good at the moment. In a team that's chasing a league title and Champions League, how good was Thiago when everything's flowing? I think when you have to go a little bit more within yourselves, and you are, you know, you're still figuring things out up front. Like for example, I'm still not quite sure Nunes and Gapo know how to press very well, which puts more pressure on your midfield, which means they're gonna have to do more work. You'd rather that midfield that we had yesterday on Saturday rather be the midfield to have to do all that kind of work. So. The balance of the side just looks a bit better. Whether that's, like I say, in, in the, the last two games, it helps that Fabinho and, and Henderson look like they're getting towards a bit more form. They're really both helped by how good Bacetic is being as well. It just things that, it make, you, you said a few weeks ago, Chris, and it stuck with me like, what's the plan here? I don't know what's going on. None of this makes sense. The team that we've seen in the last two games, albeit obviously the centre-half changes once, um, it makes sense. You can kind of see the what what, what how, well, how it all fits together. He's not flip flopping anymore. Yeah, my, my point together. at the time was: is Gakpo centre forward or is yeah. he left? You know, is Harvey Elliott a right winger or a left winger or an eight? He stopped all that. He yeah. seems to have exactly what he, he now knows from the players that are available to him what their best positions are to make a, a good strong. Side. I also think the fact that by Chetich has moved into eight and been better than he was at six, or, or as good, which is, which is amazing, really, because you know he is. 
I don't know if he's getting within Liverpool circles. He's getting a lot of praise, and I've seen bits and bobs about him. But like his start to his Liverpool career, we said it last week. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's like it's it can't be under it shouldn't be understated how good he has been and how um big of an impact. Because if you take him out and insert any other midfielder that we've got at the moment, I think we'd all agree we would we'd all be a little bit flaky. We'd be like, ooh, whether it's Elliot or Keita. Obviously, Thiago now to, he's injured, but and you, you probably have less concerns about Thiago just because how good he is. You say Chamberlain, you say Jones, Milner, any of them you're thinking, I, I don't know about that. But because he's stepped up to a level and he's walked in and just been brilliant, he's been our best player for the last month or whatever, other than maybe the goalkeeper. I think that's that's huge. Like You can stumble upon things sometimes. Sometimes things are happy accidents. Liverpool's right back was a happy accident. You know, the yeah. final client got injured. And before we know, we've, we've, oh my God, how good is this lad? And we've Liverpool have done that quite a few times. Alberto Moreno got injured there's Andy Robertson coming through. Sometimes the best laid plans of Mike's men and all that kind of stuff doesn't work. They found something with Bicetis now. So when everyone else comes back, like you mentioned before, Chris, Nunes and Gap have been able to play together for a while and other people staying fit around him. He's now playing in a better team and his levels, he doesn't know how to place. Well, look at Harvey Elliott off the bench. I don't typify what we're That's hoping brilliant. to see in the, in the next few weeks is that all our hopes, dreams, and expectations shouldn't be on every individual footballer. Players like him should come in and be able to sprinkle some magic on a game. And again, he could come out. You could have, you could have two assists and a goal. You know, yeah. in, on another day in other, in other circumstances. Could score, should, could, could, could have the, uh, he's another one who you're impressed by because listen, again, he missed and it's a bad miss. But like <laughs> it, the, the Everton game was just him getting some legs under him. He had an impact on the Newcastle game. He'll, he, if he gets that chance again, he'll score that. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about him. I think that's another net positive. Is that We've been able to, and you, you, I don't know if the UAM felt the same because I heard you all singing a song, but like he's loved, and you could you could just tell he was like beginning to, he, he looked a bit more jotterish. Like I say, he missed a chance and he should score. The second one was almost an unbelievable header, but you can you can see him now. The, the, the groundwork's been laid in place for for Jotter to go and have a, <coughs> a touch and stay fit and have himself a really good end of the season. It's just another, imagine like adding him back into the a winning side that the the. the, the I don't know the the the, the lights just shine. oh my god yeah this is what it's like to have good players off your bench like you say you, you, when you're bringing on Jota Elliot Firmino uh, Milner that's that's I mean we haven't been able to do that for a while you know if people are bringing four subs on in the last few games like with all due respect Ben Doak was getting on he's a kid and he's exciting but he's a kid yeah. it felt like things things are starting to just click back together which is why we should be optimistic. The the thing I'd say is every single one of them who came on the pitch had a positive impact. Yeah, James yeah. Milner, up until the last minute, the tackles he was making, um, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Like probably the biggest cheer of the day was was in the final minute when he makes those two tackles and all yeah. the way and there's like, oh my god, get in! <laughs> and it's like all he's done is tackle someone, but like it just got you up. The the big difference I, I'd say with with Jota and Firmino is. The pressing and how yeah. well we yeah. press them when those two came on. That's that's two lads who have been integrated into the side, obviously because they've been under Jurgen Klopp, but know exactly what they want and when to press. The Bravka shit himself, didn't he? When yeah. Jota was running that, I mean, like, oh, bloody hell. Well, I you forget, don't you? Because Jota still feels new to me. Yeah, but he's not. You know, he he's been there. He's he's well. He's it's well part season, of this though, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he comes in the COVID season. He comes in. He comes into the. Ch- he had a lot of minutes last season as well. Like a lot of minutes. He was all, he was almost the. We we did a show on how many minutes everyone had done a couple of weeks ago for deep dive, and he's in our top ten. Like he's the third forward last season, which kind of I don't know. I kind of just forgot that. He like got he was always, yeah, but he was always yeah. in the side when he was fit. Because he's brilliant. Yeah. That's be, I tell you what, he'll be back in the side when he's fit. Gaffa or Nunes are going out this team sooner rather than later for him. I don't know when it'll be. He, it might even be tomorrow. But like he's sensational, and like I, I wish he'd have scored it because it's but. 
I was thinking, <laughs> I hope he's saving it because I thought this. I again, it's hard to say someone had a really good game when they missed a sitter from a goal. I, I might have scored, but in general, I thought he had, his half an hour was so encouraging because, like Chloe said, we looked even, we went up a gear again, and we we were two 0 up against Newcastle. And we were cruising, and I get we were against ten men, and I know Firmino nearly shits the bed on one occasion, but in general, we went up another level. And I go back to the end of last season, we were winning games off the bench because we were having a front three on the pitch, and two of them were interchanged. So often, you know, if it was Diaz, Jota, Salah, or Diaz, Jota, Man, or whatever it was, Firmino comes on and Jota comes on, or Diaz, you know, you come in to change it. We're, we're there now, uh, and obviously we're, we're, we're pretty much back. We're, we're, we're two or three weeks away from having all six of them available. What, That's going to be something. What we're special. doing with Nunes is what Jota does anyway. When you play him on the left for Liverpool, he's a guy who loves to be between the width of the six-yard yeah. box. So we naturally engage into those positions. From and Gaspo likes going out there, so it makes sense. Exactly. So, you know, it was something that I talked about that, those mid-season friendlies that you were seeing a little bit of the the interchange with um, with Diaz and with Firmino and, and what have you. you more, more Firmino drifting out. But, you, you, again, it's taken a little bit of a while to get up to speed on that, but that makes perfect sense. What are we doing differently? It feels like, it feels like the season's finally started. It's mad. And I can now see what it is they've been working on it doesn't look like a, like a load of bollocks that's just like oh this will just work if we just go we just keep doing it over and over again this feels like a a combination of stuff that's been worked on all of a sudden and i can see how bobby for me you know whether he signs a contract or not i can see him having a nice little a, a great little role to play between now and the end of the season knitting things together as he does bringing the likes of Gakpo along but i could i could foresee a world where jota's not starting games but he's coming on for half an hour and scoring and then he'll start. He'll, he'll do sixty the next game and score. But then Nunes comes on and he scores because he's full of all pace and pace and running all that. It's exciting. Really, the world. really, really exciting. And we didn't have this last year. We had the front five and listen as a five, they were incredible. But there's a world we, we didn't really trust number six. And so it was Minamino and Origi. We were good players, but this six as a six should be better than that. There's a world where you could go Salah. You could start Salah. Nunes and Gapo, and then on an hour go right all off for me, you know, Jota Diaz. I'm half an hour to run at tight. Like, yeah. that's what five subs is going to allow you, potentially allow you to do. <coughs> that's hugely encouraging. Like I say, the caveats on everyone staying fit, which you haven't been able to do. But that that's where, again, you can see Liverpool, if we're going to go on this type of run where everyone th- I think other teams and other fans are probably more with what Liverpool go on this run. We've been quite yeah. pessimistic about us being able to do that. That's where you can see it happening because. You, though having a front six with six like really high quality players, no one else really got that. That's that's hard to do, really. Even you know City to an extent have got it, but they are, they still they still look heavily reliant on the main fella up front. Yep. Just happens they scores fucking every week. I was looking at the goals that are the you know, the top challenges in the league have got because we were doing um, one of the one of the sponsored shows this uh, this Monday morning, and they're asking about Rashford, and like Man United have got him. And then Bruno Fernandes is their second top goal scorer, and then they've got nothing. You know what I mean? They've got dribs and drabs and, and bits and pieces underneath that. You've got Man City, you've got Erling Haaland, and then Mares, I think, is their their next. Oh, sorry, Foden's their next highest league goal scorer underneath that, and Mares is ticking around. But again, they just don't. They've not spread the goals out at all. Tottenham, it's all Harry Kane. Benton Kerr's, I think, their second highest goal scorer, and he's injured for the rest of the season. Son's coming back, which will obviously, which it's a goal scoring form, which will help that. We've got the spread. We're like Arsenal. 
we've got a, a good spread, but we haven't scored enough volume with, within that spread. You know, and I know Firmino still has second highest goal scorer in the league, but it's obviously Salah for me. You know, you've then got a point where Darwin Nunes got six. I think he's starting to take along the fact that Gakpo's now got two. Other than I can see a world where he might get. He might get six or seven by the end of by the end of the season, and then we've got three, four, five players that who are all scoring a good, solid volume of goals, all spread out. That's Jota will score goals if he yes, stays fit as well. Exactly, 100%. exactly. And if that's the case, that's how we we we're we're well better placed. Not literally because of because <laughs> of how bad the season started, yeah. but in terms of if you wanted to back a team to be. Beyond just oh we'll just we'll just get fourth. We've probably got enough there if we get a little bit a little bit more luck than we've had on the injury side of things certainly. But uh, no, it's it's well can, well encouraging. Can I just say you mentioned then that opposition fans probably feel like Liverpool can go on a run more than Liverpool fans, and I think that's so important because. We we mentioned confidence earlier and what winning can do for us, but what it does to the opposition. The reason that they used to always hate Liverpool was because we found a way every yeah. week and they'd look at the schedule and go, oh my God, not not these. If they now think, right, well, good God, Liverpool are coming behind us here. They've came out of nowhere. They're one of the worst seasons they've had um, under Klopp. You know, people were thinking they were going to be closer to the relegation zone than they were to top four. And, and all of a sudden we start creeping up. It doesn't just affect the players on the pitch, it affects the opposition that you face and the way you, they you set up and Newcastle, how they do it. You want to make Newcastle really regret not killing us, do they, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They, they, they had the chance to end our top four hopes, you know, they did, and it was gone in 23 minutes, like I said before. Tottenham were desperate. I, I know that I know Newcastle are closer to Tottenham in the league. Every Tottenham fan would have been desperate for them to beat us. And then it, and then just becomes a two-horse race between Newcastle and Tottenham. And then Tottenham, I fancy the chances in that. In general, they've been there before, Newcastle, haven't you? I think by that the, they'll be regret. They well touch wood again. They'll we want to make them regret not not stamping on our edge. You the know psychology issues. Is what you're, you're saying there, club is right now. It's actually shifted. Everyone thinks they can beat us. Yeah. So I think that's actually benefited us in some regards, which is telling by you know a few more counter attacking goals. We look a little bit sharper going the other way all of a sudden. But what'll happen is. Eventually, that'll wear off, and we'll go back to being more teams will stop sticking men behind the ball. But I'm convinced we we bought in the summer, and obviously going back to Diaz last January, to because that's what most teams do against us. And this was a weird season where obviously injuries un, undid us and not not bolstering in the areas we should have done. Blah blah blah. But loads of teams have just thrown themselves at us this season and we've really struggled with that whereas I think as as legs start to go as the season progresses more and more teams are just going to get deeper and deeper and then all of a sudden Thiago's going to come back into this team and we're going to have five lads who can all do completely different things in front of goal and I feel again this is just two wins I just you know I feel it feels like we're quite well equipped we're happy if teams want to keep trying to pummel us because they think they can get something of us great we'll sit back we'll soak it up and we'll smash it on the counter but if it if the circumstances change I don't feel. I no longer actually feel too worried about that because that's that was our. I think it was our big plan was how do we cope against teams who want to want to shut us down and and people crack under pressure. That's yeah. where mistakes come. You can sit on a low block, but if we keep moving you about around the sixty minute mark, you're gonna get at least a little bit tired. And that's what that's how we used to do it. We used to just make people so tired because we we obviously. We're not Manchester City in the way that we move the ball const constantly, but we keep hold of possession. And when you win it. 
we win it off you instantly within with high up the pitch and you've got to get back. It, if they start sitting deeper, the deeper and deeper and deeper they get, the more chance there is for them to crack and the more chance there is for individual errors to come in. And you've seen that because one, Joe Gomez, all of our centre-halves are midfielders. Whenever you've put us under pressure, we've cracked and you've got at us. And potentially we can do that. And I'm not saying that we can go on a 10-game winning streak, but, you know, there's, there's, there's lads... Exactly, but there's, there's lads there who have done it. And if teams start not fearing us, because I don't think they'll proper fear us, but they'll think... If, if they see Liverpool on the schedule list and think, oh, I can't, can't really be bothered with this, you know, and they change tactics a little bit or they don't feel as as outrageous to come, come and after us, then then that could benefit us as well. So um, it's a start, it's a base, it's a foundation, and let's hope we can get Just going back to what you were talking about before, Paul, about, like, the you know, I think it was you when we were talking about Firmino and Jota coming on and how they pressed. Maybe it was there. I can't remember now. Apologies. It was me. It was clever. The other one. Honestly. So eventually. Somebody on the show said something. 33.3% chance. And I got it completely wrong twice. Uh, so what's that chance? <laughs> oh, multiply 33.3 by 50. And yeah, there you go. So well, <laughs> a thousand percent chance of getting that right. And you still got it wrong. <laughs> it's like... It is what it is. Um, you notice how the midfield stepped up to it, though, as well, because obviously it comes off the forwards, doesn't it? So they know if, if Gakpo and Nunes are there and they're maybe not as good, that they can't commit to that press either. But what's good is that the knowledge is still there. The players still understand how to do it. So as soon as Jota and Firmino come on the pitch, the midfield are like, right, well, we know they're going to do it, so now we're going to do it and we're going to win the ball high up the pitch and stuff. That's bosh, because it's been a concern that the midfield weren't able to do it and actually it might not have been the case all along. A couple of things. Sorry, sorry, Steve, we need to move on. Um, But yeah, good stuff. Our topic continues. We're going to do Real Madrid in a minute. Um, We had a stupid chat from Nader. Cafel, it's your predictions for Madrid. And where is Carvalho? Carvalho is, unfortunately, Klopp talked about him, didn't he? He said, like, he must be a bit annoyed because he's not playing but he's a good player he's young we, we you know yeah he'll, he'll be fine um and we'll do madrid uh, very shortly but just to move things forward on this so obviously in terms of the premier league and what it means for us newcastle down into fifth um so obviously we, we talked a lot about how we've got to catch newcastle the gap is down to six points um they're still the driving seat for me they're the ones i've got my eye on and a game in hand on them what is interesting though is that by the time if we win our next two league games we will, cl- we will, yeah, them. we will, we will, yeah, we'll be level on points with Newcastle because they that we play twice uh, before yeah, they before they kick a ball again in the Premier League, which is really interesting. Probably. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. So they've got the they've got the Man United EFL Cup final game next Sunday. They then play um, Man City away on the fourth of March. Where they- one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is Liverpool, <laughs> as we well know, I've got Real Madrid this week, but then play Crystal Palace away and Wolves at home on the first on the first of March. So, yeah, it could very much be Liverpool um, putting it on Newcastle's toes by the time that comes around. On the top of as well, it's interesting with them. Very quick. It's, I hope we go back to it. Um, it's not going to win us a cup, but remember when Alisson save against um, Napoli? Napoli, when we, when it, we, you, you look back at that as the one that went and won us the European Cup. You look back at the Almer on save and you think, if, if Liverpool end up getting top four, and who knows what they go on to next season, if that allows them to sign X amount of play. You, you, that's a real sliding doors moment because we were inches away from being 1-0 down in five minutes again. And it, I, that's it's one of those things where you just, you, I, I'm wondering, are you going to go look back on that? And a Tottenham and Newcastle are going to look back on that themselves and go, I fucking wish Almer on would have scored that. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing, that you, that's the pressure, I think, us being Liverpool and the, the manager and the players and the track record of doing it. I, if I'm if you're Newcastle or Spurs, you are. I think you are looking over your shoulder. You're not worried about anyone else. I think they're both. Worried. They're not worried about each other. I think they're both worried about us now. Yeah, and the other note to mention the Spurs thing: we're seven points behind Spurs at the moment with two games in hand on them. So like Liverpool, and, Anfield. Yeah, and Liverpool are very. And that's another thing. I don't. I don't know the exact figure on this, but I'm pretty sure we've played almost all but one. I think of the teams in and around us and above away from it's home. Only, it's only City. We haven't been to City, City so yeah. everyone from one to eight. Are, We've been away and we played away. I mean, we haven't won many of them, but we've been awful. We've been spares away, we beat Newcastle, but yeah, we we've got a, all. They've all got to come to Anfield, which is can yeah, can I ask? It's none of our business, but how many points off Spurs are are they from United? We're United Spurs are like seven Harvard. behind Man United. Okay, That's so free, Man United yeah. are none of our business at the moment. Yeah. But they, and they're in a great run of form. We talked about it, and we'll talk about them on uh, on, the, on the bias footy pod, pod, but. And again, City, Arsenal, United, none of our business right now. But it's a long, mad season. And, you know, you're going to need a huge helping hand. But really, we just need to win. Uh, let's win those next two games and see what it see what it looks like. Palace away is a tricky one. Although we've managed to get a reasonable grip on that in, re- in recent years. And Wolves, for the bazillionth time, God, who knows how that game's going to... We can't game's be playing go. Wolves again. Believe it or not. <laughs> Wolves, Brighton, Wolves, Brighton, Wolves, Brighton. What we need to do, speaking of Brighton, is we just need to get Fulham and Brighton out of the way. You know what I mean? Get get above them, and then it's a and then it's a it's a four, fifth, and sixth battle kind of thing. Yeah. We're, we're talking about this like Liverpool. We need to earn the right to be in it. Yeah. Um. And that's 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 the next job. Our next our next four in the league: Palace away, Wolves at home, United at home, Bournemouth away. Um. And that's what that's how you if you if you win those first two games, you start <laughs> to close the gap on fourth. And then hey, listen, if you're then able to take a to take three points off Manchester United. They're still none of your business, but you're. I think that's the point where you're actually you're looking. You're starting to look a third as well as look, you're looking at third, fourth rather than fourth. Be your total ambition, but the three. I mean, we've got a Champions League game and we've got two big league games before them. But it's just nice to be sat here for the first time, pretty much all season. <laughs> Apart from that, just before the break for the, for the World Cup, thinking. I feel like we're back on track. I feel like the players know what to do, and everyone's everyone's hanging, singing from the same. It felt team. like you're driving to London, and you've hit a 50 mile an hour zone. This is this, this Liverpool season, by the way. You've hit a 50 on the 62. You've gone down all those horrendous 50 zones on the frigging M6. You've just decided to pay your six quid to go down the toll road, and it's just clear sailing now. And that's <laughs> you can either hoof it or you can put it in cruise control for a bit. That's what it kind of feels like at the moment, doesn't it? It's just been horrendous the first half of the season. There's yeah. a chance that I see. 
season came down to tomorrow's game. <laughs> or whatever happens against Madrid, and hopefully it, it goes well. But like, if we hadn't, if, I don't think if we'd got six points in those Newcastle and Everton games, the season was literally Madrid or nothing. Whatever happens in the Madrid tie now, we've at least given ourselves a chance where, and again, it's not where we want to be. We want to be in a title race, not a top four race. But the season isn't just a complete write off. Yeah. They've earned, and they've earned that by getting two very hard four victories. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. Good. More of them, please, Liverpool. Uh, right, very short break from us. We've got a boss competition for you guys. And then uh, we're going to be doing Agony Rant and previewing Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Hey guys, how would you like to get your hands on this? It is a 13-14 Liverpool home shirt signed by former Reds defender Martin Skirtle. If you want to be in the prize draw to win this very shirt, all you've got to do is head on over to redmenplus.com and sign up as a Club Legend subscriber. You'll get access to all that amazing content, both in video and podcast form. But yeah, by signing up as a legend, you get loads of added perks and benefits as well. One of which is entry into the monthly prize draw. And at the end of February, we were doing that draw and giving away this, yeah, Martin Scale signed shirt. Make sure you're in the hat, redmenplus.com and become a Club Legend today. Hey, welcome back to the Redmen Originals podcast. Um, video viewers will be wondering why uh, Chris Pajak is here in name but not in body, uh, and podcast listeners would never have known. Um, so we'll just we'll just crack on for now. He's gone for a week. Um, we'll crack on. Uh, agony rants, Chloe. Anything doing your head in this week? Referees. Okay. Oh my God, you are all absolutely shambolic. The guy who, who resigned, who, who just quit, oh, or was it? Oh, Lee Mason. Yeah. Oh, Lee, we made Lee Mason quit. Yeah, you all need to follow suit. You're absolutely dreadful. Do you want to come in? I'll shut up for a minute. Go on. There's no there's, there's no, there's no camera that's not going to be. <laughs> no one knows this one. Nailed it. Perfect. Um, it's funny because, like, we talked about Darwin before, we're going to speak about him in the shoulder in a minute. He got given a foul. <laughs> no, against, against him, yeah. When he got wellied and landed on his head. Mo Salah gets taken out on... It, yeah, ref is shit. Howard Webb has basically decided to tell all referees, just let everyone get... Just martial law. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And his solution is Mate, let everyone Saka get... Saka got the shit kicked out of all game. Did, did no one see this a bit of red card and he walked away without even a yellow? There was not an insight. Referees are morons, unfortunately. But I did see a tweet, and I, I, apologies, I can't remember who it was from, but this idea that there's, we get, we say, get rid of him, he's crap, as though there's like a, a fresh a batch person, of really good yeah. ones waiting in the wings to come up. The, these are the best. And we keep we keep basically <laughs> tearing these ones down. Just give us the Champions League ones, aside from the English referees. No, that fella's like, who's the lunatic guy? The, the Spanish guy, is them it? are all lunatics, oh, mate, but yeah. my God... I've had enough of referees in okay. this. Anything to rant about this week, Chris? No. Good. Two wins on the bounce pole. There's uh-huh. absolutely nothing to rant about anymore, uh-huh. is there? No. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. It's great. Ownership situation's perfect. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody takes things too seriously. I just, I, <laughs> I like, it's like, this is, I ask my wife, this is how I deal with our, when she's wound up about stuff if people get super 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 angry about things that are outside of their control then i just find that i just find that really funny because there's no point in getting really wound up about things that you can't control worrying about the future is like trying to solve algebraic equations by chewing bubblegum not my words stay the words of some nerd baz lehrman sunscreen oh 
Chloe listens to that song because you'll learn more from life. You'll never, you'll never act on any of the things that he tells you, but he's right about everything he says in that song. I'd rather not waste. Take care of your needs. Moments in my life. Oh, you'll miss them oh, when no, they're no, gone. No. Fucking hell, that's shit. That the best. Every word he says is utter perfection. Anyway, anything to rant about? Not Liverpool related, no. All good. Oh no, mine wasn't Liverpool related. Mine was just. To be fair, it was half Liverpool related because. Again, Newcastle tried to boot the shit out of us. Mo Salah got snapped by Dan Byrne. <laughs> nah, not It's slightly funny as well, not in terms of them crapping all over us and not giving us anything, but more like just how bad they are and they're the best of the best. Mm. I mean, some persons had to leave by mutual consent. He's being that garbage. And no, we bullied Lee Mason out of a job last week on the bias footy. Oh, also, I've got one little rant. Can Fabinho stop sitting on the floor and looking at refs to send them off? He is oh, desperate. Yeah. To, he is so desperate to be sent off. Stop it. Get up and go. So Brighton game and that one the other day. I was like, he just he's begging to be sent off. He's looking at. He's like, like bracing for it. Yeah, he needs to stop doing that. I think he was a bit better that time. I think he was a bit laugh. He was laughing. He knew how badly late he was on that one, and he knew it was accidental. It was the one the other week? He was like, oh, I'm so, I am so crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> just send us off. Do everyone a favour to put me out my misery, mate. Where is it? I loved because we had an argument apart about it on the, the watch along where Joe Dennison goes, goes, You blew the whistle, ref. You blew the whistle. <laughs> like, deck you after the whistle. Like, it's, still, it's still assault, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. So good on you, Jordan, for trying your best to get that one, uh, that yellow card overturned. Yeah. But someone needs to just go over and pick him up. Just get him off the floor. Yeah. It's easier to send the fella off when he's sitting down. Because he's massive, isn't he? Quite intimidating. Oh, yeah. Get off the floor and just walk away, mate, because you're just begging to be sent off. Right. Let's talk um, Real Madrid. Then, I, and I kind of mentioned, Chris, nine days ago, probably, you know, eight, eight days ago, we were we were looking at Liverpool's run of fixtures and going, God, there's a world where we lose the derby here and then, God, what happened? Newcastle are flying out, the best defence in the league, and then fucking Real Madrid, Jesus Christ, on the horizon. It's kind of mad that we're here. I, I can't really wrap my head around the fact that this is a huge, huge game of football. It's so close. And I feel really... Confidence is a weird word. I'm just, I'm just really I'm excited. excited. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That. And, and you should it. be. This is, this is when Champions League ties matter, isn't it? You know, I think every year we go into the Champions League thinking that these nights are going to be amazing on the lights. And every year the, the three home games are always slightly underwhelming because it's not the business end of the season. It does just matter more when it when it comes to this side of things. And, you know, Real Madrid, I think just the, just the name... It evokes emotion in you as a fan, and I think what Spine Cop did for the, the, you know, the potential last derby was cannot be understated. You know, getting that flag day back and being able to carry that momentum on into the Real Madrid match, and then calling for it again. That's the type of stuff that sets us apart, isn't yeah. it? That's the type of thing that can make us win a game of football, and the tie won't be over no matter the score. Like you know, Barcelona can attest to that yep. in Champions League ties. Obviously, we know we know about it as well, but we can put our, our our best foot forward in this game, and that's what I'm looking forward to: getting in there, singing loud. Being a Liverpool fan, being with other Liverpool fans and being able to support me side, there's nothing better than doing that. I agree with that. I, I, and that's, again, just a bit to mention <laughs> that, as Chris points out, the Spying Cop guys are, are calling for another flag that they want it bigger and better against Madrid. So if you are going to that game, you are going to be in the cop. In fact, if you're just going to be in Anfield and you've got an old flag or whatever, you know, maybe it's not. Scarf, a bring scarf, your yeah. scarves. Actually, bring something to, to shake around your head, to hold up and bring your singing voices as well and get you more of it from me, get your calm straight. To help people across the street if someone needs help reaching sort of a high shelf in a supermarket or or conversely a low shelf whatever um help people during the day make sure you've done all your good deeds you know tidy your room for your mom or whatever 
goes to you, that clown. Um, and make sure... That... It's not happening. <laughs> Get your calm straight, Chloe. Um, no, I'll tidy my own room for myself. There you go. Okay, so... Um, interesting squad. How does selfish just work out for karma? Do you know? Bad. Bad. Bad, Chloe. Hey... I made sure the kid got back to the, the coach the other day. I lifted, yeah. No, I, I've done some stuff Whatever every weekend. Whatever you're doing, make sure you do something. If you're not going to do that, do something else. Uh, I'll take the dogs for a walk. There you go. There well you done, go. dogs. But you didn't have a dog. for you wanted to for... No, I don't. into that again. <laughs> Stay um, encouraging squad news. Um, <coughs> Cruz Chumaini. Uh, look like they've not, they've not travelled, which is... I mean, look, they'll, they'll just find some other boss players to put Camavinga. in there. Camavinga, Camavinga, Valverde. Yeah, yeah they, they've they, got they, options. They're fine. They've, they've been, Danny Caballos played the other day. He's back, he's back involved after his little Arsenal trip. Um, yeah, they're brilliant. Don't get, like, they are, they're, two, they're two very good players, don't get me wrong. Uh, too, well, that's understatement. They're two excellent players. But yeah, if you, have, if you lose your many, you can throw Camavinga in. You're not, you're not doing too badly. Um, the thing with Madrid is right, and uh, it, it, it's weird, like, because... They're away form in this competition. They didn't, you know, they, they, they lost in Leipzig. They drew in Shakhtar. Well, well, it wasn't obviously against Shakhtar. It was in, in the neutral country, of course. But, like, they're, they're not infallible. But, like, Chris's point's right. Uh, and this is why I actually don't think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a great occasion. I think it might. I think they might just nullify it a little bit. Because they, 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 they're right. They're, there's no result that they're not going to be comfortable going back to the Bernabeu with, you know, unless it's something absolutely outrageous, cricket score. Roma style or something even then you know, three goals they probably back themselves um, they are like they're so street wise and th- this is the if you're looking at you, I'm with you I'm excited for the game there are certain teams who sometimes you just feel I've got your number and your job is to go and take to prove them wrong they just think it's Liverpool again and it's like when we play Everton we just oh, play Everton yeah. more often than we're going to win they probably think that with us you know whether it's been finals they, they think them. that with everyone and it's they right, do, and, and yeah, 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 and it's Real Madrid, and, and right, they've earned it. You know, they win this competition all the time. They're amazing at what they do. Um, they're never beaten in it, so they've got some quality players. They're going through a bit of a transition, but they're doing it so well. They've just, I say, found players, but like the the, the young crop to add to the experience is unbelievable. Valverde is just oh, incredible. Out of this world, how good he is at the moment, and then. Whether it's Benzema, Rodrigo, or it's uh, Vinicius, Vinicius Junior. Junior, they're just exceptional. Edin Militar, Rudiger, Alaba. It's just. You know where I get confidence from? Man United going to the new Camp. I get confidence from that because yeah. Barcelona are miles better and didn't deal with it. Now I know Real Madrid have got the European experience that they can draw back on in recent seasons much more so than Barcelona, but that gives me confidence. No, I'm confident. I back and I back us at Anfield against anyone, and what we need to do, like. I'd usually say, oh, second leg, go to the bear. I don't know if we, can, we want to be going to the bear or having to win. That's hard. So I think if you can, there is a chance where you can just blitzkrieg them. And I wonder if Jürgen, if, have, we got, have we still got that in us? You know, the, the real, the Man City, the Roma performances, the, the, the bar. Have we got that in? Has this, has this, has this Liverpool got it in them? Because if it has, that, that, that's a challenge for everybody. But what, what, it, what we may be looking for, and again, it depends how the first leg goes, but might be a Bayern Munich style, style situation. I actually don't mind too much. I'm not sure we're necessarily <laughs> ready to do a toe-to-toe That's kind of game problem, of footy, yeah. but we might be able to, it depends how what Real Madrid are going to do. Are we going to try and set up, a, you know, and go, we're going to play our style, we're going to do our thing, or are we going to be a bit cannier and say, go on, you, you, you score and we'll just, we'll just try and play, hit you on the counter-attack? That might be the smart way to play these. And again, particularly, means you don't necessarily need to batter them at Anfield and you can probably handle a world where they're going to throw everything at you at the burn about no matter what happens. And if, you know, that's one of those games where, fingers crossed, we've got a few weeks 
hopefully Nunes will be back for this, but you'd want him around and you'd want Jota around in a, in a, in a, in a it's like three weeks. And Diaz, Diaz, Diaz will be back for that one. Yeah, Diaz will be back for that one. The, the worry, I suppose, is that when we go negative before we go positive again, is like we've never really solved the Vinicius problem. Um, that's a worry for me. It's like, how do we react to that? Because I don't think we can just ignore it. I don't think we're good enough at the moment to just, we'll be us and we'll be you and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I think that I don't know if we can do that. So obviously, like the other day, it was Caballos, Caballos behind, um, behind Vinicius. But he is so clever. He, he, there is something about him. Like I think he's the one who we need to be most. We've got they've got brilliant players. Listen, any of them can score. They've got literally the Ballon d'Or winner. So I, I understand what I'm talking about a little bit. But like he's the he's the worry for me. Is is the Vinicius problem? How are we going to solve that? What do we do? Can Trent and Henderson and probably Joe Gomez on that right hand side? between them manage to do it whether Matip comes back in is not I don't know I, I probably think maybe not at this moment in time so I do think that that's the area of concern for me There's, there are areas you can get where you can score goals against them but then you can get at them but I think Liverpool needs to figure out first because I go back to it again what you don't want to be you don't, you don't want to be out the tie in, ten, in 20 minutes because and we, we, listen we've been 2-0 no down against fucking Wolves and Brighton like mm. the, the Real Madrid they, they, can, they can smell weakness and they'll go for it I'd rather that's have the, Real Madrid in around the 16 than in a Champions League final that's my yeah. that's the, the thing two legs help you yeah. of course it does but so third time lucky <laughs> it's the in I, I think uh, what, do you, well, how, what, what do you think I'll ask you because I know you're into the tactics a little bit more than you know understand these things but like that right back left wing problem is something I Liverpool have done okay with. I was going to say the Vinicius thing. He's a great player, but I don't think he's armed us any more than some of the roster of fucking that have good games against us. To be honest with you, he's better. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. But like he was better in the Champions League semi-final than he was in the final last year. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think I think it's overstated how well he how well he played in the Champions League final. I think we did a decent little job on him. To be honest with you, Um, clearly a boss player. Clearly absolutely brilliant. Clearly a concern going into the game. But they've got weapons all over the pitch. That's the big thing. And, and I'd be more inclined to see how we how are we going to get the best out of Mo Salah against Madrid? Because that's something we've not seen. Who, uh, you know who, what I mean? I, that's what I'd be focusing our efforts on. Who did they have at left back? Alaba. They left? Alaba. Okay, yeah. sounds. They, they tried to put Camavinga as, as left back for, for a couple of weeks, but obviously with Tushimani out, <coughs> Camavinga will slot into midfield. I'm I'm just excited. I haven't even thought about losing this game of football. Yeah. If I'm being perfectly you can, honest, you with can you. do your head in with it, and I, you know, again, I, I put the title about it being a revenge mission. We've how many times can we say we're having no. revenge against Real yeah. Madrid? But it, it'll be, it'll it'll be true until we finally fucking do it. And I, I feel a little bit every more team's got revenge mission with Madrid. That's what being the best yeah, team it, it, in it, the it, world it, is. Yeah. What I would say on the Salah thing, you're right, Chris. Is also Ruzigo does really well against Mo Salah. For Chelsea, he's been really good against them in that he's happy to go out wide and get in there. So. It'll be interesting to see like that that side of the pitch. How, how, yeah. how we cope. They had they had Alaba, Rudiger, Militao, and Nacho as their back four in the game of the weekend against Osasuna. Tobias, Kovacic, Modric, Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, and Valverde up front. So yeah, good. But um, I, I I like is, I like is your Alaba in because is it Mendy? Not yeah, not, there's there. not been in recently. I, got, I, I, I think he is out. But there. I like your general notion about this, and I think you can do your head in sometimes. You know, head in by over analysing the stuff. You know, these are the team who were eight points behind Barcelona and the chase for the La Liga title this season. You know, look, I'm about to make a point how we're going to be capable of beating them where we've been mid-table for the last you know month of the season. So it doesn't necessarily all stack up, but it goes to the point they're not they're, they're not, not at the peak of their exactly. This is not like an this is not a sensational Real Madrid side. It's not necessarily a sensational Liverpool side. But I'm the best thing that could have happened to us weirdly, and I never have chosen this 
three months ago, four months ago, is to have this game first at Anfield. I think in terms of our yeah. redevelopment, the best thing that could happen for us is to play at Anfield first. I think if we if we've won two games and then you go on the Bernabeu, you run the risk of undoing what you've done. Whereas I like this idea of right, we've had two good results. Everyone's feeling more positive around it. Get it to Anfield. Get the flags waving. Get everyone behind it. See if we can get a result. And then we'll worry about the Bernabeu when we get there. We still got we'd like three. And like the right games, for that game to yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, also, exactly. I think it's really like. I keep saying I keep doing this against Wembley. I keep finding ways to be positive, and they keep shooting us down. But like, they haven't played Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool or Anfield in it yeah. with, with fans, you know, like yeah. that. They haven't, and that's one thing that we maybe maybe that can <coughs> be a point of difference. I don't know. Obviously, yeah, the, the, yeah. the the Brendan Rodgers Real Madrid they wiped the floor with us at full Anfield. But then obviously since then there's a couple of finals, and then obviously the the COVID season when it was behind closed doors. So maybe that's a factor. But the flip, mate, the fucking Real Madrid is like the, 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 that, that's, I don't think that will bother them. But you never know. It might, it might galvanise us a little bit. Of might it, look, I'm off. sorry, but of course it'll, it bothers everyone. Like, I'm, there's no if atmosphere matters. You know what I mean? And, and and you know you can say, oh well, you know the the really experienced team and blah blah blah. It it happens. I've seen like Liverpool, this Liverpool team went at the peak of its powers a couple of seasons. I've seen us go to good grounds and be be a little bit shocked by it when the when the crowd really gets on top. It does. It's a thing. It is a thing. You know, again, Barcelona had Messi and Suarez and you know. What's his best? Busquets still hasn't tweeted since. Since is so shell shocked at having played Liverpool mm-hmm. at Anfield. So Man yeah. City lost their heads before they'd even kicked the ball. Before yeah. they came out, why? Because the atmosphere. And the the thing about this game is it's new that, to them though, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, obviously they, they don't have to. You know, full stadiums, wild. The the <sighs> thing is, is that Real Madrid, you always know, was going to be a really tough game. Get it out the way. If if you beat them, you've, you've got a really good chance. And once again, if you put down a marker um, against the Real Madrid side at home, there's more confidence. You then go to the Bernabeu and you think, right, let's just keep it tight. Let's do what we can. Um, and I've seen I've seen teams crack uh, when they when they have to look at that cop and see what what is there. Um, and I'm you know these are well experienced players, but you you hope that we can have some sort of effect and. Like you said, ten days ago, I'd be absolutely. If this game would have came up, I'd have been like, "Nah, can't even be bothered. Just get it <laughs> over and done with, please." Now, I literally cannot wait for tomorrow night. And yet, we might get battered because Liverpool haven't proven at any point this season that they can, you know, win games back to back to back. But I'm gonna do everything I can in my power in the ground to help us out and get get I think us also, over. I think what we need to do also is to like stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Like. Get, They'll still, they will punish you. you know I mean, worst teams have punished us. You can't give Real Madrid just easy goals or you know silly mistakes. Make them if they beat, yeah, make them have to properly work for it. Because um, the worry, like I say, the worry is uh, their approach. Are they going to decide? You know what? Let's just get them back to the bear and we'll beat them. Or do they go? These are a bit crappier, and they've got a soft underbelly. And listen, if Miguel Almiron puts the ball one inch to the left. They're down five nil again. They're down in five minutes again. Let Madrid might be thinking maybe we can go and quiet downfield down. There's two ways to quiet us down, or is score early, yep. or just keep the ball and just knock oh. it and bore us to death. Bullshit so, though. That, sorry, it's not the over, over point. If they do that, more fuel them. Take the ball off us at Anfield. All the best. I, we, we'll just we. That's when the atmosphere is almost the best. The bill, you say that, but eventually, no, at some I point, by an absolute mile, it, the worst thing is when we've got the ball and we're trying to break a team down. That's how you kill Look the atmosphere. Chelsea, thirteen, fourteen. Yep. They let us have the ball, and you can't keep that anger up. 
mm. when your team's got the ball. Because yeah, yeah. and Mourinho, that was part of his plan in that season was to give Liverpool the ball because you can't stay angry when the they've got the ball. You can stay fucking angry and you, focus. You know what I am interested to see is the matchup between Carvajal and. Nunes, if he does play on that left-hand side, because I thought Diaz against Carvajal in the final, oh yeah, absolutely a bit of that, but Carvajal really shut down Lewis he Diaz, he did. Nacho played the other day, didn't he, as well? But mm. Nunes, chaos, absolutely, like, I'm, I'm excited I'd to see that. I'd be shocked if he starts, though, now, after that, after that yeah. shoulder. I think that's the next question, I suppose, is if he can't yeah. go. That's what it is, if it's muscular, you just give him an injection. If he, he can't, can't go, then what do you do? Uh, I would Jota. go Jota, yeah. Yeah, same. With a view, of get, with a view of getting Bobby on, I don't know yeah. about Jota personally. Um, what, what's the other options? Though? It's, it's Bobby, Gakpo on the left, and yeah. Bobby up top is probably. I think moving. Yeah, I think, I think Bobby. I think Bobby's who I would start in this game anyway. Ahead of Gakpo. Ahead of Gakpo, yeah. N- n- not irrelevant of whether Nunes yeah, yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bobby gets the nod for me. Because um, he can hold the ball better. Yeah, I just think he can link everything up. He can press a little better for us, yeah. un- understand it, and all that type of stuff. That's where I would go. Then the Nunes thing and the Jota thing then becomes, hang on, you've got two lads who probably can't go through 90 starting. Yeah. So you've got to make a decision on how many of these forwards can I afford to not, I can only play 60 minutes. I'd, if, if, if Nunes can't play... I don't think Bobby can play because you're right. That's Gak- what I mean. Because Gakpo's exactly not a start. Yeah, yeah. So uh, th- that's that's a that's a bit of a blow. You're, you're right. I, I I think I'd be starting Jota. I'm the opposite of you. I even if everyone was fit, I'd, I'd have Jota centre forward. <coughs> uh, I think he's more. I think he's more likely to score a goal. I uh, think it's I think it's interesting that Jota's been coming on on the left. I think that's where we'll use him until Diaz is back, and then we'll work out what's going on after, after the fact. The fact is, he's just as good left as he is. Central. I'd rather him central, like I won't lie, but I can see it's yeah. more that Bobby can't. Bobby's got can't one position, that, yeah. and I think everyone else has got two. So I think if if you bring him, if you've got Bobby's back and fit, fit and available, then it's it feels like at the moment it feels like Gapo and Firmino, your centre forwards, and then everyone else is playing on the, on a flank. Yeah. When Diaz, is, it could be when Diaz comes back, he's on, he's a, he plays right or left because yeah. he can do. He's the only one who can do both. Yeah, really well. It's a fair point. Jota out right. Jota can do a bit of it. I don't think he's, he's suited. He's not as right. good on the yeah. right, but he can't. He definitely. I can think, do it. but it, it, if we're in a world with they're all fit, all five of them, obviously without Diaz, I still think I'd be. I think I. I still think I play Jota, and I will play him up front with Nunes yeah. and Salah either side of him. Um, I think the press, he's better at the press and he's more likely to score a goal. And I say this, I've been impressed by Gakpo the last couple of weeks, but uh, again... In an ideal world, I think we we stick him with largely the same team. We made the substitutes. I know the Darwin Nunes injury thing will taint a lot of what we're trying to do there, but it wouldn't shock me if if he has the ability to do it again. That it's it's literally exactly the same team that that started Newcastle. You start with Darwin, you start with Gakpo, and then... You've got a Bobby Firmino who's a bit sharper and a Jota who's a bit sharper again to come on for another 30 minutes in, in that game. Boss. I mean, I could happily, I could I could just as easily flip those two around and be just as happy with that situation. But that's a really, I mean, nothing else. It's just a really good situation to be in. So we had uh, some super chats. Eth Sham Ulkhasan with 499 says, I think we need at least a three-goal lead to take back to Madrid. Um, Jesus. I'd, I'd take a one. <laughs> Ashley Frith says, "Do we think Bacetic will start?" Yes, um, I do too. The, the, the lead stuff, I think, is again, it's a little. I'd rather us just have a lead to take to the Bernabeu, yeah. but there is something to again to mention by Munich. This is where Bayern fucked it. 
is because they came to Anfield when we had they no Virgil van Dijk. Oh they yeah. thought they were done. They thought nil-nil, yeah. we've, we've taken Liverpool's chance away. We don't lose at home. We're, we're basically through here. And then... Do you remember we when away goals them. counted as more than just one goal? Oh, those were great times. Yeah. I think in this tie up, so that they don't. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't score. Um, I'm saying they don't score. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. Uh, mate, uh, look. I'd be fucking shocked. I've been, be I've been at the bottom of the barrel going to all these away games, and look what two wins on the bounce has done to me. <laughs> keeping out Ben's, we're keeping them all. I'll forget them. <laughs> I, I, on the budgeted thing to go back to it, it's incredible, really, to think like again. If you just said in before Christmas, right, you're playing Real Madrid in the Champions League, who's the first <laughs> name in your midfield? Oh yeah, Stefan Bajeta, joy, yeah, fuck off, mate. And he is, he, he has to play. Yeah. I think, I think that's why Jurgen took him. Well, it was why Jurgen took him off to look after him. Um, it's whether he thinks Henderson and Fabinho can go again Saturday to Tuesday. I think he'll probably t- he'll definitely want them to be able to do that. But if he doesn't, Milner. Milner. Uh, I don't think I don't think it can be Elliot. Which is why I said Milner. I think. If, yeah. If they if, if they can't go, who else could it be? <laughs> oh, I forgot Jeff. he was alive. <laughs> um, what do you know? But off, you can absolutely do it. I think they, I, they've uh, actually been trained to do it, and I we haven't been playing too good. I think they'd be fine to go. It's whether Fabinho's my 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 slight concern on this is because it, get, it didn't really get talked about. But that last that that their their one big chance in the second half, Newcastle, he, his legs look like they're completely gone, and he, he he's like he's jog, <laughs> he's jogging back when he should be killing himself to get back in there. So I still have a little concern around him. We have come up against him kind of thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, he'd be fine for 60, but it's, has he got enough to go the to, to go the distance again? He was the only one who did the other day, yeah. um, which is interesting. Like, the was really trying to get the minutes into him. So, yeah, if Matty, but like the, the, I don't know what Madrid's midfield is going to be. I'm guessing Camavinga, Modric, probably Cavallos. Um, really? I, I think Valverde might, might, well, is well, Valverde not is, as good on the wing. He's been playing right, but he can move things around. But either way, it's a it's a formidable it's a, it's a formidable ask to, to 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 match up against. And you are right, legs are going to need either. So if you cater or you're Elliot, uh, you you probably know you're going to get half an hour of, of fresh legs because I think that that's got to be yeah. the plan to to stay fresh again. But what's interesting is like if it's nil nil after an hour, what's our approach? Are we going for that goal or are we happy to you know what I mean? That's why I think two-legged ties, especially without the away goal, are quite difficult to predict because we don't know what Jürgen really thinks is a good result. We don't really know what Carlo Ancelotti thinks is a good result. Is Jürgen happy to go? No, no, not to burn about. I'm just going to have a one-off game there. Is Ancelotti happy to to, to do what he wants? I don't know. My my guess is, and I should, I think they're going to be quite reserved, um, and just presume that they'll they'll play play a player. And they've still got quality up front with, with you know with a Benzema or, or a, a Vinicius or a Rodrigo or whoever it is to get your goal. So I think it's going I actually don't think it's gonna be a great game as a spectacle for like a neutral fan to watch. But obviously it's it's Real Madrid at home in the Champions League, it's a huge occasion. I think we're gonna beat them three 0 Two 0 Three 0 Yep. I, I have a Man City feel about it. I don't know what it is. I've got I think one all. I'm going two 0 I'm closer to stay on this. I, I in the same way that I'd be shocked if Real Madrid didn't score, I'd be shocked if Real Madrid could keep us out. Yeah. Well, well. he's got the fucking goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. Mate, him against us, it's just something about him. If he like, could he, get he, injured in the next 24 hours, that'd be great. <laughs> he's been injured for a while, and he's been kind yeah. of getting back. I'm going go, to go 2-1 to Liverpool. I don't, I don't know. But we all probably look like absolute mugs because yeah, yeah. what's the box? Actually, what's the point? I think people, people, people mistake 
be that they think the realists when they're not the pessimists. And I think you know we've had a, we've all got a lot of misery in our lives. Yeah. The world is a fucking absolute cesspit. But Liverpool have won two games of footy, and, and we're we're, we're dead good in Europe, and we're at Anfield. If you can't, you don't think they, they've had Benzema's been in and out with injuries all season long. If you're saying they've had issues with the goalkeeper and all that kind of stuff, both of these teams are capable of taking the game away from the other. Yeah. But again, it's Anfield. If you don't think we can beat Real Madrid at Anfield, then I don't think people have been paying attention. You know, it's. I think we can, yeah. and I'm hopeful we yeah. can, but I just don't think we will. I'm, and I'm, I'm, a draw isn't a bad result. You go, you go into the. It's not a bad result. You'd, you'd want to take a lead there, but there's a, there's a well way out to tie. Yeah. So you got you, that, that's the that's the, the flip side of it. But Chris is right before like this game is going to be go down to the last half an hour of the burn about that's what that this tie is in general. Three 0 at Anfield. 1-0 to Liverpool in the Bernabeu. Oh, God, don't ask me about the Bloody Bernabeu. Hell. Jesus Christ. Um, 1-0 yeah. to them at the Bernabeu, 2-0 at Anfield. Europe is on note. Like, or, 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 or let's do let's do the Leverkusen thing again and let's just do 3-1 both both legs. That'd be absolutely, that'd be absolutely sad. Well, we'd be, Going we'd... to Istanbul anyway, aren't we? So, how, 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 how have we turned this away from around that you're predicting 1-0 <laughs> at <laughs> So, what, we're on 100% away, away from run at the moment, yeah, man, I, I'm hopeful you're right. I, just, I'm optimistic. I presume you're wrong. I just again look, look, look at the teams we've beaten. Everton and Newcastle. <laughs> no, 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 I mean in general. <laughs> Fucking in, shit. In general. We're not. We're, we're, we're we've been sound against oh, good God. teams, and there's been uh, with the extenuating circumstances. I would suggest around Arsenal away from home. When Diaz, can I can I send Napoli away back into your face <laughs> as a pet, like the, the worst performance I've ever seen from Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. Well, bro, I mean, I mean, in general, not just away. I think we 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 we've played a good game. We've played good games of footy against good teams this season. I um, I just don't just relax. Just I mean, I'm all for the game. Don't, don't let your own fears get on top. I'm of you scared still. of fucking Real Madrid. You are terrified. <coughs> I'm a little scared of Real Madrid. No, if you said to, if, if you said stuff, to me so. like put your out on who goes through, I'll be I'll, hand on heart. I would say I stuff Real Madrid are obviously the favourites. So you put you you put your house on. Real if if, if I, I wouldn't now, if I had to, then if the, if someone says to me. Like, Gun to your head, you're gonna get shot if you get this wrong. I probably would pick Real Madrid. Because uh, to be fair, I'm, if because I, I was would, betting really high money. Because, because why wouldn't you? Everything about it, but you, there are a lot of factors. Worst Liverpool teams have done better in Europe. There's just I'll be honest. You might be right. It might be a fear thing. There's something about that team and that fucking white kit and those players. <laughs> time and time again, oh, I always say, oh, we'll run rings around Modric, and I can't wait for <laughs> Salah to get in behind whoever it's Marcelo or it's Alba. And they just fucking beat us. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like worn down by it. Because they are, but like I hope Liverpool aren't feeling that way. Um I hope the supports in the ground like yourselves who are gonna be there obviously aren't feeling that way. I like the fact that this what about this game is and where Liverpool thrive is that thing of they're gonna come take trying to take something from us and they're trying to take a, a win at Anfield, they're trying to take a place in the European Cup, and they're also trying to take our resur- resurgent happiness away from us, and I love it when you try and take things off Scousers, I love it when you try and take things off our fan base, that's when we get really angry, and that's when we get really good in those kind of environments, but yeah, why not, why not, why not be possible, I can sit here and tell you how good Real Madrid are, but like, what's the fucking point of that, well done, they've won a million European Cups, great, they don't win it every year. To say that for every the, other the, year, however, every time they play this season, I think I, I I go back to that thing. If we played the last time we played them in the knockouts was the COVID season, and we were, that that game came just too soon. I every, I, I, do you know what it makes me laugh when we haven't actually done it today? But normally everyone goes, I'd rather have them over two legs than one. 
why they get through all the two legged ties to win the one legged yeah, ties. They're really like good. They, they actually win more two legged ties than the one legged ties. Remember, like, when we used to do the thing, like, oh, um, someone in Corrie got married or like the Pope changed yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means Liverpool are going to win the European Cup. They just think, when we play Liverpool, we just win the European Cup. That's, yeah. that's what they're thinking now. Yeah. So we've got to, I really hope, and I don't know if you, I, I'm not sure about this players, but like, I wonder if there is any, especially, I, I saw it with Salah at last year's final, like, obviously going back to what happened in Kiev as well. Like, in fact, there was a bit of a mental block there and he was talking, he was very unmost Salah like before the game, like revenge and all that. We've heard none of that so far. Jürgen kind of downplayed it in the, um, in the press conference as well. Of course, he was very, rightly so, he was praising him with it. So, I do wonder if there's been a mindset approach, a change. Like what we tried so far against these clearly hasn't worked because they keep beating us. We so let's try and be shit all season. Yeah, and then play them. possum, Rope them. and then fucking batter them. Mate, under clock, we haven't even been in the lead in the game against them. Never mind beat them. So like, <coughs> there has to, there does have to be a mentality shift. I wonder what. I wonder. Oh, my point, sorry, on this, sorry, this two is two one game over two games. Is that? I, I ascribe to that only in so much in finals. You just don't want Real Madrid in a European Cup final. No. because And like the way that vast every other team pretty much doesn't want us in a it doesn't want us in a final because you just like Spurs rocked up like, well let's just have a great day out because we're not gonna we're not gonna beat Liverpool. It's just nice to be here, isn't it? Like competition winners against Real Madrid, everyone has that against Real Madrid in finals, whereas Real Madrid get knocked out in knockout stages all the time. Like, I mean, not you know, all the time. No. Loads. They've won like four well more than, six years. They get knocked out well more than they win the European Cup. You know what I mean? That's my point. <laughs> not over the last <laughs> decade. Yeah. <laughs> They've won well more two-legged ties than one-legged finals. They're not, um, they're not um, like you say, what, what, they're away from in this competition this season against the group stage, shows where how much they give a toss, but like, they're not, they're not unbeatable. It's, again, it's just, if this was Liverpool at the peak of their powers, I'd be nervous. I would, because it's Real Madrid, and it's yeah. I feel like this Liverpool side, they're starting to earn our trust back, but also they're not. They're, 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 I feel like we're still we're still a bit battered and bruised by the whole season. It'd be interesting to see how, can we, the reaction to two <coughs> games a week as well. Chris made a great point before. It's the first time since what? Was that time we played? The, the Wolves replay, really, that we've had to go back to back to back um, with games. Of, it'd be interesting to see how Liverpool can go. Do you, do you know what? And I, I don't want to be sound stupid, but this feels like what it did before Barca and we were down 3-0. It feels like we're so heavily an underdog at the moment in time and I need that. I need that yeah. to get behind them. I can get behind that. Am I expecting... I, I obviously hope and I'm being optimistic and I'm, I'm saying that Liverpool will win, but there's very much a large part of my mind that's thinking, you're up against Real Madrid, all the best, good luck. But it's well Real Madrid. I, we very rarely find ourselves oh. in that position. But I can I can get behind it because there's something that makes me think you might as well go for it. Oh, like God, you, yeah. You've got to go for it. And it, it's at Anfield first. That's what we really need to get behind. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree on that. They, um, they're boss. And so, you know, okay, yeah. yeah. So bring them on, bring them on. Like, well, exactly, exactly. That's, that's that, the like that's, that's how the players are thinking. Right, fucking bring it on. We earn this. We, we've had, we've been, we've been excellent in the Champions League this season. One gate, the first game aside, again we fifteen we, points. Fifteen points, excellent. The fact that we're playing them in the first place is fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, fifteen points, and you're not top of your own group. Brilliant, and like that, the way that worked out well. But like, bring, yeah, bring. There shouldn't be no fear. Bring, no, and the kind of general point on this is that it's we've got. It's a one game at a time mentality. We're, we're very tentatively turning the season around. 
I can see I can see a world now where Liverpool do go on a, a run and everyone remembers. Oh God, no! This is Liverpool. This is this is Liverpool aren't that because it's mad. It's because it still boils down to all of our points we made all this season. It's insane that we've been as bad as we have been. You shouldn't chance. be because we still have the players who are capable of doing the things. You need to get a bit lucky with with injuries and fitness, and you need to manage that better. But we're more than we're well. We we, we lost them one nil, and I and again we'll never know. But that Champions League final was it, the, the game of football was irrelevant to what had happened yeah. around it. There was there was other there were other things going on in that, and the you goalie know. was incredible. Yeah, I, yeah but, but and it was just fucking. It was one of them. I don't think Real Madrid weren't miles better than Liverpool in the Champions League final, and they're, they're not having an ideal season off the back of things either way. We're more than capable of beating them. And more than if Thibaut Courtois could run out of his box and handle the ball <laughs> while the ball while, while the ball bounced off his face, face. yeah, I'll, I'll take that. If he could just not play, I'd also enjoy that. He's, he's probably going to play. He's, yeah, I, I hope he's not in Mo Salah's head. I, I, I hope Mo Salah turns up and I don't want to see him talking in the newspapers no. or anything either. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Did, as soon as he did that last season, I thought to myself, why have you done that? Like, why have you done they that? Because Dexy Lovren's his best mate. They sent Cody Gakpo out today. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's a good move, that. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. Unless he ran his mouth, in which case, no, not smart. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we're going to body them. Left, right, and centre. These are crap, these. I'm waiting for that. that I, you know when the game's going your way, when I hear the first chant on the cop or the Sheldon the cop, get into the, These are shit, these. Yeah. And yeah. I guarantee we get that within 25 minutes of this football match. Simple 25 one. seconds, probably. Just don't concede in the first 15 to 20 oh, and see where, we're yeah. at, see where we're at with it. And why not? Um, okay, cool. Loads more to come from us today. We're going to be reviewing the weekend's action uh, from the Premier League. We're going to be having a good old laugh again at the expense of Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> ah, they're fucking rubbish. Uh, we're going to be talking about them. We're going to be talking about Arsenal and some title winning form, kicking the ball off the back of a goalkeeper's head uh, to get a win at Villa Park. Very, very title winning-ish. Uh, and a whole, whole host of other things as well. Everton winning football matches wild. Uh, come and join us on the Biased Football Podcast. Uh, it will be streaming live pretty much straight after this over on RevenPlus.com. Um, but it's going to be us picking apart, having a laugh at teams we don't like, uh, which is always good fun indeed. If you go over there and sign up right now, if you click on the Club Captain subscription and use the code BIASED, B-I-A-S-E-D in caps, uh, you'll get a discount on your subscription. £2 well. a month for three months. Two pound a month, but three for three months. Six quid usually cost you a fiver for one month. There you go. What brilliant. a deal! Yeah, brilliant. Come and join us. It's good fun indeed. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Steve. And thank you to everyone who's commented live with us or after the fact. You guys are all boss. Uh, come and get more <coughs> Red Men coughing in your life um, over on RedmenPlus.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.